So let's try to understand where weather comes from. Most people believe weather comes from the sun. And depending on the axis that the earth is tilted on, how close you are to the sun, that's how hot you'll be, and further away you'll be cold. The truth is that Siddha says this is not the case. Because the amount of space that is between the earth and the sun, 80 million miles away, it wouldn't make any difference how you tilted the earth to be closer to the sun or further away from the sun. It's too minuscule to be counted as a factor. And the example that's given is like a mustard seed that's inside of a big room that wouldn't make a difference what side of the seed is facing where to be considered hot or cold. But science wants us to believe that that's what allows for winter and summer to take place based on where we are as far as closeness goes to the sun. And Chassidus explains that in truth, there's a Ruchniyazdika energy that's moderating climate and directing the sun's energy to be hot or cold. Now, there's specific regions on Earth that are controlled by a Ruchniyazdika counterpart. Every specific place has their equal Ruchniyazdika counterpart that is moderating the temperature for that specific region. Now, this energy is coming from the Galgalim, from the heavenly spheres. And in turn, they get their energy from the ten spheres from the world of Asiya, specifically the Kalim of the world of Asiya. It says that the Abishtir answers to the heavens as far as giving Hashba, and the heavens answer to earth. And here referring to heavens, referring to the Galgalim. So what comes out is, it appears as if the energy we get is from the sun. But in truth, the energy we get is from the Ruchniyastika levels that are causing the sun to focus its energy and its heat in specific places, in some places more, in some places less. Now in general, on a side note, the sun is constantly bowing and being bottled to its source, which is Shema Vaya, and... If the sun would stop being bottled for one second, it would lose all this energy that it transfers over to the world. The energy, it's not its own energy, it's getting energy on a Ruchniyazdika level, and it's able to transfer that over to us. But it appears from where we are that it's its own energy, it's the sun's energy. But that's not the case. Now, this concept also applies when we talk about people's parnasa. Now, people work very hard, and they think that meaning to say since the hashba is being transferred through the guy we're living now in Gaulus, it's going through specifically ayin saram the 70 spiritual ministering angels that are in control of all the nations and since in Gaulus we live under those ministers we live underneath those nations so by definition it appears that we're getting our energy from those ayin saram now the truth is that the Ayin Sarm are like Garzim Biyadachotzev. They're like a hammer in the hand of a craftsman that they have no choice of their own to give Hashbot or to not give it. They're just a middleman that's transferring over what's coming into their hands and they have no control whatsoever. And a person that puts his energy into assuming that it comes from them, he's worshipping a voice of God forbid. Now, this all takes place in Golos when the ten spheres, at the end of Seder Stashos, they go through those Ayin Sarm. 
in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, it didn't have to go through the Ayin Sarum. Times of Mashiach, it won't go through Ayin Sarum. There won't be Ayin Sarum anymore. Now, these Ayin Sarum, they themselves know that there's an Abishter. That's why they called Abishter like Kadalakaya, because even though it's considered to be Avodah Zara for them, but they recognize that the Abishter is the boss. And as much as they want to deny it outwardly and make as if it doesn't exist, deep down they know who's in control. And the same thing existed by Pari Mitzrayim, that deep down Klippa knows where its source is, knows where its marker is, but it chooses to make believe that it's not getting from the Abishter. Now, the same would apply also, we say that if somebody hits you, you shouldn't get mad at the person because it's as if you're serving up by the Zara. It's quoted from Tanya. So why is that? Because you're looking at that person, that that person calls it to you, when in truth the Abishter calls it to you, and that person is just a shliach of the Abishter. Which means to say that it's all about recognizing where all energy comes from. And once you figure that out, you'll understand that it's all from the Abishter. Now the truth is that this whole concept of the example we gave about the weather is something that will allow even a guy to logically understand how the Abishter is in control. Now, a year doesn't have to come on to these logical proofs, or any logical proofs about the Abishter. A year automatically believes that there's an Abishter because that's what the essence of a year is. A year's source comes from the Abishter's Machshava, specifically referring to here Chachma Datsilas. It's even higher in that source, but for now we're just talking about Chachma Datsilas. And over there, the Abishter so to speak, his machshava is constantly running and it's always connected. Meaning to say, chachma and bina avatzilos are always connected as one. The same way a fountain is continuously giving forth water into a river where there's no off switch. But when it comes to the goyim, they come from the Abishir's dibur. And when it comes to dibur, dibur on a chatzonistic level, could appear that the words that leave the Abish's mouth, so to speak, we're talking about on a level of Malchus of Atzilus, and the words leave forth and they go into the world of Bria, which over there is a mocker ready for Klippus Noiga, so going from that lower level through their Shurish in the Peneshur, in the Merkava. But because the guy comes from the Abish's Dibur, it appears as if he's separate from the Abishter. It appears as if the original Dibur that the Abishr spoke is now running its own course. Like the guy looks at Teva, he looks at nature, and he feels that there may have been a creator, but for now, nature is running its course, and this is the way the Dibur, the words that a person speaks, leaves the person and they could no longer be changed. Once the person speaks those words, those words are not renewable because they already left. On the other hand, when it comes to Machshava, Machshava is consistently being renewed and consistently can change. And that's the way the Yid relates to the Ebrister, that he sees that every single second we're being powered by the Ebrister's words. So a Yid sees things much differently and a Yid doesn't have to come on to proof. And 
Even in Dibur alone, we say the Goy, he comes from Chitzonius HaDibur, where it could appear that it's separate, but a Yid really comes from Pnimius HaDibur, which Pnimius HaDibur is the way Dibur is originally inside of Machshava, where a person is calculating what he's going to say inside of Machshava. And over there, the Dibur is also one, in our case, one with the Abishter, and by the person, one with the original seichel, the original flow of makshava that the person has. Now, since we're living in Galus, we don't feel that level where we come from the Ebishter's makshava or Premius Adibur, where everything's flowing and constantly connected, where a person could actually feel the Ebishter's in control, and we're still blindsided by the fact that it appears like nature is running its course because of the klipa that surrounds a person in Galus. So that blockage is putting layers over reality that you can't see the truth and you can't see how the Abish is running things every single second. So a person by davening or on Shabbos and Yom Tov is given the opportunity to reunite this level that a Yid is on, on Pneum Yisadibur, that he's able to reconnect and show how the world is taka one with Abishter. Now, in truth, the level of Chochman, Bina, which is constantly flowing, over there, that never stops. And it doesn't rely on, on a Yid making that connection or not, because the world has to keep running regardless. So, on that level, the world never stops. But on the lower level, we're talking about a Yid has to make that connection with Pnimius Hadibur. So, a Yid has that opportunity of making that connection, and when he doesn't, that connection doesn't exist. So now that we're in Golas, the Chachamim made Moedim der Now typically, regular Moedim would be that it comes into a person's understanding that the Abishter is so great, and he says that he's even greater than I can understand, and he admits that the Abishter is awesome. But that's a Haidah that comes into Das. The Chachamim came along and they said that we're not even Shayach to this level because we're in Zman Agolos. And they made a Haidah to this Haidah that they're telling a person, even though you understand nothing, you should still bow to the Abishter. Now, practically what this means is, is that there's an example given like somebody that's able to understand that there's a person that has unbelievable Moichim and he understands a little bit of the greatness of, of, of this person, of how wise he is, and because of that, he'll admit to him on something that he disagrees with him because he knows that this person must be smarter than him. But it's still a level of Aidah. That's the Aidah that comes into Seichel. There's a greater level of Aidah, like we're talking about before, Aidah to the Aidah, like a person that has no understanding on the greatness of this uh, smart person. Or the marshal like a farmer or a poor person that sees the king. And he has no understanding about any of the greatness of the king. So he, it's not even possible for him to have a dog that comes into Seichel. He just knows one thing, the king's the king. And he must be awesome. Now this higher level, which actually finds itself in a lower place, the Haid is the lowest part of the person 
that's still considered connected to the person himself. Meaning to say, when a person does speech and action, so that's the person the way he's relating to somebody else. But the way the person relates to himself, you could have chesed, gevura, tiferes, netzach, and hoid. And that's where it stops. Hoid is the lowest part of the person himself. We say that hoid refers to the kidneys, where a person thinks over before he gives hashpah through yusoid, a person thinks over what exactly he's going to give over. That's a pnimius level of netzach and hoid, the two kidneys, but the chitzonistic level of netzach and hoid, which are the two legs that support a person, that's already considered just a support for the body, but the torso is the, the person himself. Here's the way chitzonistic spells it out. So yusoid, or the two legs, that's considered a hashpaf for someone else, or just as a helper, a support for the original aspect of the body. Now, we say that Yoimi Lula the Rashbi came out on Hoichibahoid, and the reason for this is as follows. During this mana bias, there were certain high giluim that took place. During Torah, there was high giluim. But these giluim weren't the highest giluim possible that the Abishta could bring into the world. There's a gilui of Pnimius Atik that's from the highest level that the Abishta wanted to bring into the world during the time of the Khurban, during the time of Rajbi. And in order for this gilui, which is so great, in order for it to make touchdown in our world, it needed a keli in order to be able to hold it. Now, in general, when you talk about lower levels of light, so you can have a keli that'll be an equal counterpart and it'll allow for that light to express itself. We're talking here about a light that never came down, a light from the times of Mashiach, and there is no keli, if you look in the entire Seder Shtashos, that will allow for this light to express itself. The only place this light can express itself is in the lowest level in Hoyt and over here he says that we're not going on on Malchus being the lowest level because we're talking about Rajbi who was Teresh And over there Tanoim go on the Midas of the person which is the torso which goes on the goof itself. And that's why Hoyt is the lowest of that level. So lower than Hoyt is already a place of... Klipa, and we say that someone that doesn't bow by Moedim, so Lasad Lavoy, his uh, Shidra will turn into a, a snake because outside of Hoyshebahoid, once you go past that level, there could be Yenika for Chitzayim, there could be Yenika to Klipa, and over there is where the Nachash Akadmoini is found, and that's where all the problems start. You could have parasites, but in Hoyshebahoid, it still belongs to the person, and it's still part of Kedusha, and it's still an Indian of. Klippa can't get in over there. In general, we say that Klippa could only attach itself to the outside skin and hairs of a person, but it can't make itself into the uh, panemius of the person, internal organs that we're referring to over here. It can't go in over there. Now, the question is, why is it that something that's very high up, this great light, it could only express itself in a very low level, in the lowest level? And not just the regular hoid of, of Das, but a hoid of hoid where a person doesn't understand anything at all, it's because of the concept Now, what's a good example to explain that is 
when someone uses a marshal. So even though the marshal is not connected to that which you're saying itself, it's not the original oil, it's a keli, it's a lavush. It's, you're talking about something that's extraneous, that's different from what the original thought is, but by using that example, that davagashmi that a person can relate to, that allows the original oil, which in and of itself it would not be able to express itself at all, you wouldn't be able to explain, let's say, this very high concept to, let's say, a little child. But by this, that you explain to the child by way of using, let's say, his bicycle, it allows for the child to understand what you're talking about. And it, it allows for this great light to express itself through this marshal. The same thing here is the Abish's great light can express itself in something that's very, very low. And that's the whole part of Hilula de Rabbi Shimbayichai is that the Abishter wanted this great light, this Pneumisatik, to come down into the world, and this is the day that was chosen. The day that Rabbi passed away, it's a culmination of all of his work that was done his whole life, which is written elsewhere that this world was considered Ibeiluliadamya, that it's like a wedding hall, that we say a person should grab and eat any chance he has. Meaning to say in mitzvahs, a person should grab every mitzvah he has, and a person's life culminates at the end, the last day, everything goes up together with him, and it's the highest point of the, of the person's life. And the same thing took place in Rajbi, that this great light expressed itself, even though his whole life was Megal Razan Dairaisa, he revealed all the great secrets, but the deepest secrets were able to be revealed on the day he passed away. Now, in general, when we talk about Svir Sa'imur, really what it is, is we're trying to refine this klipa that covers up, that blocks, that we shouldn't be able to see, that the Abishter is running the show every single second. This klipa that is nostalgic from Malchus Datsilos, the Indian of Sa'irim, of a behema, the Indian of Ban, that because the light is at a lower point, it's not in full intensity, it's able to get mixed in klipas noiga, and... What we're trying to do during the Sphira is to be mevar, the good from the bad. And it's done in two ways. Number one is you have to chase away the bad. And then number two is you have to bring about a gilear into each specific mida, And that will also chase away the bad completely. And we start out, chesed the first day of the Oymer. And goes on and on until you get to hoid shebehoid which over there you finish chasing away the klipa from the person's goof up until the point where we say that there's a cutoff point between the, the last level of and the klipa in between Malchus of Atsilus down to Biyah there's a parsa, there's oisies, there's this blockage that doesn't allow the klipa to get more highest than it's supposed to get and it doesn't allow the Kedusha to shine forth more Chais than it's supposed to shine. And by a person refining himself and bringing down this light up until the Haid we say that every day there's a new great light that comes forth, that shines, that separates the good from the bad. And on the last day of the Haid that we're going on, you have this Gili of Primiyasatik, this unbelievable light, a giloy from the times of Mashiach that shines forth on this day of Hoi Chibahoy, on Lag Boimer. Now, 
that parsa that stops the gal, which refers to Lagboimer, that gal, that pile of bricks that Lovin and, and Yaakov set up between each other, that the Klippa and Kedusha shouldn't cross into each other's fields, exists also between Keser and Atzilus. In general, Yaakov is a level of Atzilus. And that's Adamelian, that's Zah. And there's a lower level of Lovan, which is in Klippa already. That's what we're talking about until now in Bia. And there's a higher level of Lovan, which is Lubin Elyon, which over there, it's pure, there's, there's no Tameh at all, it's the original Sherish of Lovan, and that's in Tayu. Like we say by Tzeras, that if a person is completely white, then there's no Tumah at all. But if it's a partial white, then it goes into the category of Tzeras, and there's Tumah over there. So there also, between Tayu and Atzilus, there's also this Indian of this Parsa that blocks that there shouldn't be too much light, now one last point, it says that when a Yid learns Torah, he causes that the Ebesher should learn opposite him, and that means that there's a new Gila, there's a new Amshach of light that comes down into this world, and that's why it says, Sashem Marta Yoim, the word Marta is an Indian of, it's like a verb, it's, it, you're causing to call, you're causing that there should be this light to come down into this world, by you learning Torah, you're showing this connection that the Abishter is one with nature and he's keeping the world going every single second.